The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Danny Spaulding. Danny is the chief of staff at One Group. Uh, One Group are a insurance brokerage based and headquartered up in Syracuse, New York. And it's a pleasure to have Danny join us today. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, Danny. We've known each other now for a few years now and always got along very well and really interested and would love to share your story and also the story around one group, more of our listeners. So really excited for that. Before we get on to that, though, as you know, Danny, it is the Insurance Coffee House. We like to ask, what is your go-to coffee of choice this morning? Well, I have an iced latte. One group is blessed to have cold brew in the fridge here, so it's nice. That is a very nice perk. A great way to start your day, which I know you're a very early starter, so you um, to start your day over there. Yes, exactly. Danny, would you mind just giving our audience a little bit of context around the interview today? Would you mind sharing a little more about your personal background, your career, and you know, the journey that you've had there at One Group, which I know has been a really incredible journey. I have really deep-seated roots in hospitality, worked in that for many, many years, and then decided that I wanted to change a pace and started to look for something different that was less hours, of course, and found One Group was hiring an event coordinator and community relations person. So I joined One Group almost eight years ago and came on with the intention that I would be out in the community to fill some conference room space that our leader, Pierre Morso had created when he built this building. And the sole intention of this space was to kind of be available to the community at no charge. People were able to come in and use it for their meetings. So we serve a lot of like nonprofits. I filled the room very quickly, hundreds of events a year, and then moved on to work with our agency operations team, working in the with the mail and the front end customer service folks. And the rest is just kind of slowly, we have continued to build my position here. So I um, started working directly with the president and CEO as the executive administrator, and then just kind of continued to take on more till today, where now I have the marketing and communications department, as well as our IT department and agency operations team. All of us work together now. I know it's been quite a journey, you know, a lot of hard work, but I know it also really speaks to the culture of one group of you work hard, you've got talent and you show that talent and you prepare to put yourself out there. The world's your oyster and there's no glass ceiling there. I remember my original boss who is still here, he said to me, you might be bored with this position. And then slowly he's kind of watched me grow now from afar. And he said, I didn't you know, know where this was going, but I knew that you were going to want more. And here I am. Great. So so you could talk about that journey a little bit more. So being very involved in executive administration of the business, and now you've come through and been promoted through into a chief of staff position. 
What does that role encompass? What are your responsibilities? How closely are you working there with the other leaders of the business? I work very closely with our president and CEO. When I first started, it was mostly special projects and things like that. Started working with mergers and acquisitions and kind of shepherding them through the process and bringing them on board. And as we do more and more acquisitions, that it's becoming a larger part of my role. And then I also have worked very closely with HR and in recruiting, and that's kind of how you and I came about. And we have an HR business partner now, but we previously had kind of shared our HR person with one of our sister companies. So I always was just kind of shepherding new hires or the hiring process and recruiting just along as needed. And then we decided as a bank-owned agency that we really wanted to come away from the bank on some things. And IT was one of those things. So that's been my major lift with the IT team here over like the past six months or so. That's been a major focus of ours. And we completely have changed marketing communications team. You know, we went from chief marketing officer doing most of it by himself with like an admin to now we have a team of four. So things have definitely evolved since I've been here. You talk about the role evolving. Business has certainly evolved during that time, you know, not least because of the leadership there of Kier, the CEO, obviously Chris Mason as well as the president. But I think that special projects role, I know there's always certain projects, great plans in the offing. And I know as a leadership team, it's very much thinking outside the box and looking at ways to not only really better serve your customers, but also to serve the employees and to serve the team there. In terms of one group as a business at the moment, so we're recording June 2023, where is the business at the moment? What markets are you serving? And maybe you could give us a little bit of context on the size of the business. So we're about 40 million and about 240 employees. And our goal over the next five years, well, Pierre's goal is we'll get to 100 million. And, you know, we're working on several mergers and acquisitions as we speak. And the bank is extremely supportive of us and what our plan is. So, you know, they want us to grow and be a bigger part of their operation overall, which is great. To your point, we've always been a very, not only client-focused organization, but also an employee-focused organization. And Pierre and Chris really want this to be a great culture and for everybody to have the opportunity to grow no matter what seat you're in and how you come in. We do a lot of community work around some inner city kids so that we can teach them that you don't necessarily need a college degree to go into insurance because we all know that it's kind of a dying breed right now. So we're, you know, we work a lot with the local city schools and we're expanding that into other areas to make sure that we get the word out and we try to start them young and get them in here. So that's one of our major initiatives, at least it has been for the past year. And going forward, we already have plans for next year. So it's great. And I know you obviously you've got a very big commercial insurance business, you do personal lines and employee benefits as well. Headquartered in Syracuse, but you've had quite a few MA transactions over the last few years. So could you tell a little bit more about where some of those offices are based, where you're active in some of those other regions? Northeast and the Southeast, I think, as well. We have several offices all over New York State, all the way from Plattsburgh, which is almost to Canada, all the way down to Oneonta and Johnson City in the Southern Tier and into Greater New York. We have a recent acquisition in Massachusetts, in Wakefield, Massachusetts, and we're looking to grow in the New England region. We have several offices in Pennsylvania, and then also we're growing out the Southeast with Carolina in Florida. During your time at One Group, been there over that eight-year period. What sort of change have you seen during that time? I know one of the really big things was the campus facility, the headquarters that's been built, and now 
you know, you're looking to grow via M&A, but also obviously through a lot of organic growth as well. What's been the change in the business over those years? It's interesting that you asked this because we were just discussing this, that we are, we're going from an agency of one side and now we're experiencing those growing pains and how do we keep our culture the same and how do we keep our customer service the same, even though we're growing so rapidly. And one of the strategic things we've done as far as how we're growing the business is we are strategic about who we're acquiring. So we're being strategic in the areas that we think that there might be specialties. So Thomas Gregory Associates out of Massachusetts was one of those opportunities for us. And, you know, they have a really unique product that helps eggs, life sciences, fruit, things of that agriculture. Uh, whereas we, that's something we weren't really, you know, it's really specialized that we hadn't tapped into before. We've grown our construction unit quite a bit and manufacturing is a specialty of ours as well. So commercial line or personal lines in Florida is a major focus for us. And with the changing markets down there, that's kind of where the acquisitions are coming from. And we're building a team that can help people that are losing their coverage and things of that nature. I think we have not quite doubled, but we were at probably about 120, 150 when I came on. So almost a hundred more. So we're slowly kind of growing and getting there and reinventing ourselves. But at the same time, it's so important to Chris and Pierre that we keep our culture and that we're able to work smarter, not harder necessarily, and to service our customers the same so that they still think that we might be the small office in New York, that you know we still have the same smiling faces. We're not you know, trying to change the world all at the same time. Very important. You mentioned the culture there. What would you say is the one group culture? How would you describe that? We have a major focus on what we call the one group way. There's five pillars of that. And we've really ingrained in people that, that we're transparent, that we acknowledge each other, that we concentrate on the big picture and the bigger purpose. We just have really taken the time to go out and talk to everybody. And that's where those pillars came from. Speak to everybody about what they want to see, what's important to them. If we feel like we're losing focus on that, then we reset and we come back and we ask again. We've done a lot of employee surveys and, and pulse surveys and things like that. And we are constantly asking for feedback and adjusting as needed. So you hire people for culture, you acquire businesses on culture, but then you do a lot of surveys and you get a lot of employee feedback to either to make sure you're on track. Is that right? So to make sure you're on track with things or for suggestions of, of new ways of doing things and for new ways the business can grow. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, through COVID, it became really clear that we needed to pivot in some areas and expand on some of what we do here. So, you know, where's that balance of how much time do you actually need to be face-to-face -face with your colleagues versus how much you can work from home, things of that nature. We found that a lot of people wanted to work from home right after the pandemic, but slowly we've adjusted and people have started to now volunteer to come back into the office on their own. So Wednesdays across our entire footprint is the major day that everybody's in the office. And we have a hundred seats here in the Syracuse office. And now on Wednesdays, we probably have 70 or 80 people in those seats, which was is a big change since coming back. What is it about that culture? What is it about really taking the time to listen to the employees? Why is that important to the business? And what outcomes has that achieved for you as an organization? Pierre has always been careful to make sure that we're known as a flat organization and that no matter what, people can go to him or Chris and ask questions and people do and they know that they're there. Whether it's a, a major life problem that you have or it's something here at work, it doesn't matter. They're there for you and they're, you know, we're going to make sure that we can take care of you. 
you know, we've implemented a lot of new technology, for example, and, you know, how can we communicate better and how can we um, be more transparent as we're making these changes and understanding why it's been something that's been brought to the forefront. So we're trying to very much work through that and make sure that we're able to make sure everybody knows that we still care. And we're still, although we have this lofty goal of hundred million, we still want to make sure that everybody knows that one group is core is still here. So Pierre and Chris do a great job of kind of taking a step back and resetting. We think that the wheels are turning a little bit too quickly. And I know they're very key as well in terms of the hiring process that you have there, particularly amongst the leaders. You know, you're looking for people with those technical skills, with that leadership ability, but the core of it is who they are as people. And I know you'd really like to get to know them as people as part of that interview process. Can you share a little bit more on that and how that's come about, how you structure that into your talent acquisition process? Yeah, I think that if Pierre had his way, there'd probably be no job description ever, but we usually start off with a base job description and then we have conversations with people and our vice president of business development is a perfect example of that. So when she came on, we courted her just as much as she was courting us for months and months and months. And we really talked to her about what she saw the position to be and how that would work. It's been a great relationship and she's going to grow here as well. And it's really important that we grow our own. And if we have the abilities or someone that's interested that we let them do that. So, you know, I'm a perfect example. I have no insurance experience whatsoever. Here I am, the chief of staff here, and have been here for as many years as I have. So I think it's really important to Pierre. And he would rather, if he meets great people or Chris meets a great person, they really want to make sure that we bring them on and we'll figure it out later. If you're a great person, we want you here and we'll figure out what role fits you best. I'm sure there's no issue with you not having so much insurance experience. There's plenty of people there who do. You've got plenty of experts there. There's a lot of companies who will say that you know, that they're really people focused. And what I find very refreshing with your leadership team there is that they really walk the walk on that. And that is the primary focus. And I think a lot of your growth and, you know, how the business has grown has been testament to that, allowing people the freedom to create the role that they want, that they're going to be successful in and that the business is going to be successful. Not having those rigid job descriptions, I think has been a real benefit for you as a business. Danny brings us nicely onto the espresso round now. Questions are short, sharp, straight to the point. I know you've got your ice latte there. It's mid-morning there in New York today. Are you ready for the espresso round? Yep, I'm ready. The espresso round. Danny, what would be the one piece of advice you have for a senior leader or a senior insurance practitioner who's coming in to interview for you there at One Group? I think that never be afraid to ask questions because the more questions that you ask us, the more we engage in conversation and find out more about you and what you're interested in. Take us for what we're selling you. We really are interested. We literally want to know about you and we're very sincere about that. You sat in a lot of interviews over the years with the senior leadership team. Is there any particular memorable moment or anything that you've witnessed that really stands out for you during that time? I think that the thing is for me is that still astonishes me on the daily is that Pierre and Chris both wander around the floor and are willing to sit down and have a snack with somebody or what have you. And they're no different in an interview. They're going to sit down and joke with you and make it lighthearted and really make you feel welcome so that you can have real conversation. It's not throwing off questions left and right. So it's very much taking the view and setting the atmosphere of 
what it will actually be like working there and interacting, communicating on that level, rather than having a really formal interview to make the candidate feel a little bit nervous and out of place. You really want to encourage to get the very best out of them and to really see them as the people that they are and not someone who they're presenting. Yeah, we really want to know the authentic you. Yes, we want to know what your strengths are and what your experience is, but we also really want to authentically know who you are and, and what you represent. Just looking out across the market, and I'm sure you've been listening intently, I'm sure, Danny, to our other podcasts in this People and Culture series. For our colleagues out there, for peers across the industry, would you have one piece of advice or a particular tip that you would recommend to other leaders when it comes to hiring great talent for their organizations? The number one thing is to be open-minded. You know, the piece of paper that is the resume, it never represents what a true person is. So taking a shot on that person that you just got a good feeling about, but weren't sure about their experience or what their potential was, I think is important because you, you sometimes you find a diamond in the rough. And in terms of technology, do you use technology there as part of your process? Is there a particular tool or a little hack or something that you're using there that helps with that process? LinkedIn has been is really helpful. And then we do a lot of word of mouth. We'll ask our friends in the industry or around town and in some cases, depending what we're looking for, and use those more than anything. You can use the online postings and things, but it's just not the same as finding someone that can help you recruit or really investigating in your own. It's a real people business and you're very much a very people focused organization. So I think that's really key in what you're doing. And there's a lot of great technology out there, but it certainly doesn't replicate that personal touch which i know is so important for you as a business final question in the espresso round what would you say is the lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their lifetime number one for me is that it's taught me to not put myself in a box i didn't need to only work in one area. You know, I went to college and I thought I was going to be a lawyer, quickly pivoted on that and then worked in hospitality for a hundred years. And now I'm in insurance. Never put yourself in a box and that go for it, I think is the biggest thing, you know, and you have to love your journey and it's yours to own and never put constraints on yourself. I think that's the wonderful thing about the insurance industry, actually. I myself was a similar path to you, studied law at university, went down the route of practicing as a lawyer, but actually moving into insurance that's when really the opportunities opened up because it's very much a meritocracy and you can really get out of it what you put in. It's a people business too, right? And if you get on with people and you show that you can either lead or you can be technical or you can show others and help to elevate others, you could be really successful in this industry. So certainly part of that is the insurance industry. Part of that is the great company that you work for there at One Group. I think that is a great life lesson. Danny, we've almost reached the end of our time together in the Insurance Coffee House. Time is flying by as ever on these podcasts. Before we go, though, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And if there's anybody out there now, insurance professional, employee benefits professional, considering an opportunity at one group, how would they reach out for you? How would they apply for a role with you there? My only piece of advice is to just go for it, apply for it. You can apply for us on our website, onegroup.com, or or contact me via LinkedIn or email. We're always open to talking to great people. We would love to talk to anybody that's available, that's open-minded. And just because something's been done one way for 100 years doesn't mean it's the only way to do it. That's kind of where we are here in the process right now, is really evaluating how things are done and why. And I think we're finding with the younger generation, they want to understand the why behind everything. So, And that's okay. And we're open to that. 
I think a conversation with yourself or any of the leadership team there really comes across really strongly. And so I really do encourage anyone, whether in insurance or leadership in general, to reach out, start having those conversations. And whether that's now or for a point in the future, there could be some opportunities there. Danny, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Really enjoyed hearing your story and you know, excited for the times ahead as well there for one group. So thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Nick. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.